Hey guys, uh, welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host as always, Aaron, here to host yet another show for you all from my fabulous home studio. I have with me a wonderful guest, Michelle Sakai. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that we managed to connect and that we could talk a little bit as well. Michelle is an artist. Uh, She is a contemporary abstract expressionist artist based out of New York City. Her painting style is mostly uh, transformative art. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, I have been a painter my whole life. Uh, My style has evolved. I used to be a landscape painter. um, And then I went into the world of abstract and there's been no turning back since. But Mm -hmm. um, I work with metal leafing and oils on canvas. So I kind of developed my own style playing around with the metal leafing and little by little my be- my work became more and more abstract but I have this uh, solid foundation um, you know just from studying in several art schools in the U.S. and abroad and just starting really young and being born into like a family um, that was all into the arts so um, I've always been surrounded by art and I've always lived and breathed art and um, <laughs> yeah so um, recently I started like the last within the last three years I started teaching transformative art at the Harlem Hospital with patients, mostly mm. children, between the ages of like two and 20. And that has been near and dear to my heart. And it's been so great doing this transformative art with patients with all kinds of illnesses. But I have also led several workshops abroad in California, teaching transformative art. And it's, yeah, it's been really great. Um, that, sounds, that's, that sounds wonderful. Uh, what is the process of creating transformative art like? So I, it's really how I work personally. And so that is what I, I wanted to share because mm-hmm. I'm also on the side of, you know, I have a certification in meditation. I'm a Reiki master. And so I bring all of these aspects into my work. So, I mean, painting to me is, it's he- first of all, healing in so many different aspects mm. uh, for me, the viewer. And um, I really spend time going within when, before I work and while I work, I'm connecting to that deeper part of you know, ourselves, whether, you know, we call it light source, you know, um, wh- whatever, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, that energy you know, that we all have within us. And so, um, you know, I, I go to some really deep places while I'm working and I, and, you know, my hope is to really connect with viewers on that deeper level so that mm. we are connecting like consciousness to consciousness rather than from that like physical plane or, you know, from okay. Michelle to Aaron, right? Like, right. We, you know, it's like more on a soul level. Yeah. Like and, an emotional, spiritual level. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. it's really like going to those deeper parts of yourselves and whether connecting with maybe some old trauma or um, just old memories or anything really. And it's, it's pretty amazing to see what shows up. And I think, you know, it's just trusting and just not really expecting something or um, it's preparing that you're, you're just, you're just letting everything flow and uh, letting your own inner voice guide you. So there, Mm -hmm. there isn't, there's no right or wrong. It's just kind of letting your brush guide you. And I mean, I work with 
doctors. I've worked with all kinds of, you know, people going through the, the death process. And it's just like really just letting your fears and, um, and painting and just letting whatever it is come out so that it's on the surface and you're not burying these emotions. And, um, and it, it, it takes a lot of work. But at the end, it's just so liberating and just being able to, and that's why I call it transformative because you're going to these places and you're transforming those emotions into joy, love, happiness, you know, and so you're, t- you're taking something that maybe could have caused you a lot of pain and at the end you're walking away with something beautiful. So um, it, is, it, it is deep work and um, I've, seen, I've seen some magical things working that way for myself and others. I can only imagine. It sounds like it's very um, kind of almost spur of the moment, like whatever, like really emotionally is speaking to you at the time that you're creating it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. because, Like you could be in tears, you know, yeah. working and you don't even know why you're crying or what is making you cry. And it's just like happening. And then, you know, afterwards you're like, whew, like, and you just bring it outside of yourself and it's yeah. onto this two dimensional plane and you're no longer carrying it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's magical. That does sound really magical. And um, I think it's a lot of why I was so interested and excited in having you come on my show, which generally a lot of my show, it's storytelling and a lot of it, uh, you know, we have fun, we laugh a lot, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of talk in the community about the fact that these kind of role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons, the game we're going to be playing today, uh, and other games like it, um, is that they're a way to really kind of find new ways to express yourself by Mm -hmm. kind of taking on different personas in a way. Mm -hmm. So I often find with the characters that I personally make for this game, Mm -hmm. that they often either embody different parts of myself or different parts of myself that I wish I could be. And I I think a lot of people, if they really think about and kind of embody their character, uh, they do kind Mm -hmm. of discover a little bit about themselves as well. So I thought it would be really interesting to have your spiritual and uh, artistic perspective on the show to play a game as well. So thank you so yeah, much and, for that. And def- I mean, yeah. absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say like the thing that really attracted me was um, the number one thing for me is imagination. Mm. And I feel like um, so much of that is lost in our daily lives. And so I, I, you know, when I heard, you know, about your games and I feel like there's a, there's a way there, there's an outlet there for us to be imaginative and um, kind of create a different world outside of ourselves. And we lose that as we get older. And I remember being so imaginative as a child and, um, you know, working with kids, I see so much of that, you know, the light in their eyes, like when they're just, you know, drawing things that are like, okay, you know, that maybe don't make sense in in reality, but like, it's, it's just, it's so inspiring. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that to me was a big draw and a way for me to just kind of see what happens. And I, and, and just to put it out there, like I really have never played and <laughs> games. And I'm not familiar with anything. Like Aaron right. will tell you, I was like, wait, what? Like what? I don't, I, and I, and so I, I don't know what yeah. we're, what I'm going into right now, but 
I find that really, you know, interesting and yeah. exciting. And so I'm, I'm really open going into this, but just to give that, just to put that out there <laughs> that I'm like, I'm you're, go- you're going to do a great job. Uh, we've had conversations before we uh, started uh, recording as well. And I think that, uh, I think hopefully you'll feel that once we start getting into the story and mm-hmm. the character and kind of getting into like the spur of the moment, like improv kind of feel of things that uh, hopefully it'll it'll start to feel natural that's that's my hope anyway uh but if it doesn't as well i mean at least we'll have a great time and a fun story and a new thing that you've kind of learned how to do yeah let's do it yeah let's definitely do it so the game we're going to be playing today is called the golden sea it's a one-page rpg uh created by a man named grant howitt it's very, it's like ethereal, it's very fantasy. Um, the basic premise as described on the game itself is um, eras ago, this was a city the size of a kingdom, a city that scraped the sky. Then the sands came, a dry ocean that washed away all but the tallest towers. The crown, a cartel of merchants and mystics, rules the shifting stands, and you as a player work for them. So that's kind of generally what the game is like. I feel like sometimes you can find from just the description of the game, like kind of what the feel is going to be, but um, hopefully we'll get there. Um, If you are curious about other versions of this game as well, I also played this with uh, Dr. Lisa Levy from Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, which is another Radio Free Brooklyn show uh, on Thursdays at 2 p.m., and she was great. So if you want even more of this after that, you should definitely go check out our archive and the various many places I talk about way too often. But I thought that we would also give it a bit of an extra twist, especially considering who our guest is. Because recently in, in 2019, in September, uh, Michelle, you did a you made your own version of the Major Arcana tarot deck as a series of paintings. To be honest, I find tarot a very fascinating form of spirituality and kind of thinking about yourself and what you're looking for in your life as well. How was creating that series for you? It was really emotional. Um, I mm-hmm. created th- that series. I, so basically for all of you out there, that I don't know if you're familiar with tarot, but there are um, major arcana cards in the tarot deck and I recreated each major arcana card and I wanted it to be really authentic. So I actually created them as I was living it. So I didn't mm. paint the card if I wasn't experiencing the card, you know, it took me one year to go through all of them. And so they're really genuine. They're each one of a kind. Each card stands for a different experience, emotion. Um, each card represents different aspects of life and, you know, part of being human and what we what we go through in our day-to-day you know i like to say that we're spiritual beings living a physical living in a physical body these cards go through that with you and um it was really interesting to paint this experience Mm. um and then i got to exhibit all of the paintings together at madeline jordan fine art in scarlsdale uh this past um december i think it was that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, um, what I have is September, but maybe it was through uh, December? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Very cool. And so, I mean, this is clearly you have like this like amazing connection to these cards. I mean, if you only like painted it, if you experienced it, like that must have been really interesting, to be honest. Yeah, I feel I like mean, for me, like tarot was a lot of, I find a lot of my experience with the cards is like reactionary in a way. So like trying to start with it and then go forward to a specific card is really interesting to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely not. And also like, because there's so many cards out there already, um, you know, for years and years, it's, you know, you kind of have this, this image of what each Mm -hmm. card should look like or what it is. And so it was very, you know, for me to let go of that and kind of just think of on a blank slate and not even put my own taste. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be really authentic. Mm -hmm. And again, like when I paint, like I let go of, who I am, like, and it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like, kind of like, yeah. you know, I like, I want to let go of my name. I want to let go of, you know, my upbringing. I want to let go of my background. I want to let go of all these things. And I try and paint from like a very like deeper place, like from mm. the pure consciousness of, you know, who we are. Um, and so from coming from that angle and trying to create something so spiritual, like those, like I consider tarot cards so spiritual and to express that was, not easy, you know, and it's, it's like trying to turn your brain off, painting directly from your heart and not think so much. And it was, it was, um, but it was, it was really fun, interesting. And I, and I hope to do like a whole deck one day. Wonderful. Well, I hope that you certainly do and that we all get to see it. Uh, I, yeah, I imagine a lot of us could use a little bit more art at the moment, but I hope you don't mind if we also use tarot in the game that we're going to play. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a interesting, I've never tried to incorporate tarot into a RPG game, but mm-hmm. I thought that um, a lot of ga- what these games are is that you embody a character and um, you make decisions for the character. And of course mm-hmm. there's rolling of dice and doing all the stuff, but um, I thought it would be very interesting if uh, in addition to that, your character had access to uh, tarot cards for the game mm-hmm. and could use them to assess what's going on in kind of an extra way um, mm-hmm. outside of the normal workings of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that would be an interesting practice to try to do and see how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being willing to do that as well. So I think we should get into this, but mm-hmm. before we do, I do have one quick, you know, set of on-air reads for the radio station because we are a nonprofit and we have a number of different things to do. So I'm just going to read those off really quick and then we'll get into some game. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Great. All right. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios, or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on air. There are three ways you can help. 
You can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. You can also use your phone to text RFB give five, that's the number five, to 44321. It only takes a moment and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon and Amazon uh, workers are no longer striking or the strike has been resolved, you can go to amazon.com slash smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And with all our listeners, we wish you health and happiness as we weather the storm together. Uh, If you are interested in paying attention and kind of learning more about what we're doing and what's going on at the station during this time, uh, we also welcome you to subscribe to our monthly newsletter uh, for the latest news and programming updates. Uh, So you can sign up for that at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Also, if you're tired of being in your apartment or your house all the time and you want to go out for a walk, you can still take Radio Free Brooklyn on the go. Uh, So if you're not in front of your computer, you can consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone or Android available in the App Store or Google Play Store. So uh, make sure to check those out as well. And thank you guys so much for being here. Okay, Michelle, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, let us get into a little bit of game. So we've already kind of set up what kind of game this is going to be um, and what exactly it is. Um, But why don't you, would you feel comfortable describing your character and kind of introducing people to the character that uh, we made yesterday? Sure. She's called the Queen of Pentacles. Um, (laughs) And um, if anyone here is familiar with uh, tarot, um, the Queen of Pentacles, it's basically a card that, um, or they say Queen of Cards, and it's a minor arcana card. So it's not a major arcana card, but um, it represents a lovely woman who's um, very grounded. She's generous, loyal, successful, independent, you know, very down to earth, very kind, nurturing, and is a healer, mother. So I just, I just Mm -hmm. felt like I connected with this card very much. So I thought, why not? Great. And yeah. So, so her name is the Queen of Pentacles. Um, she has a background, this character of being an oracle and a pilgrim. So kind of a traveler type with kind of spiritual seer capabilities as well, right? Mm-hmm. Right, correct. Do you have yeah. a vision in your head for what she looks like at all? Um, so if we were looking at the card in, you know, the Rider, Rider weight deck, mm-hmm. um, she is wearing this like reddish, capish looking gown mm. um and she has a crown on her head as well as a green piece like a, it's almost like a headpiece that goes all the way down and i mean every you know you could depict her in any way you you want but i was you know because i recreated all my paintings from the rider weight original tarot deck i was thinking of you know that card in that deck wonderful okay so kind of beautiful with a with a long flowing red cape and this uh green headpiece that also mm-hmm. flows to the grounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like it um also in your possession we've given you um several uh 
special capabilities, special tools that your character can use as well. Mm -hmm. uh, would you like to describe mm -hmm. those or should we surprise the audience? Sure. Um, I'm happy to talk about it. So sure. there, so in the, in, in this picture as well, mm -hmm. uh, in the Rider Waite deck, she's carrying this round orb that has like a star on it. And to me, I would thought of that. And I thought of like, you know, perhaps it representing like the, the stone of citrine. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also really into crystals. If you see my house right now, I have crystals <laughs> everywhere. And, um, the citrine is a very powerful gemstone that represents clarity and power and lots of other things but the, you know that is like the major part of the of the um the stone and so um i thought why not she can carry that and it gives her lots of clarity on you know the directions and her decisions in this game and in life um as well as a magic paintbrush um mm -hmm. that she can paint her way and um, maybe bring things that she's thinking in her head onto into reality by using this paintbrush. Yeah. Um, so there, it's kind of a very limitless way of, I think, creating, making something from nothing. And um, lastly, she has her magical tarot decks that um, help her with guidance as well. Wonderful. Very excited to have you here, Queen of Pentacles. Um, <laughs> here is uh, the setting for you. You have been sent out by the mystics of the great city on an extremely important quest, one that could affect the spiritual connection to the goddesses living beneath the sands for years to come. Rumor has told of an oasis, a place with deep crystal clear waters and verdant trees where the songs of the earth ripple out from beneath. Upon hearing the news, you can practically hear the wind song of your goddess Quail, the goddess of storms, stars, and sands calling to you. But those calls are also going out to living beings across all the lands. Now everyone is racing to get to the oasis first and claim it as their own. You have been tasked with getting there first. Uh, the main setting is that you are on your ship, the, which is called the Sunrise, sailing across the, the sandy oceans. You've been told to do whatever is necessary to get there on time. I've also given you a crew of uh, two other workers on board who will do whatever you say, though they are not as strong and experienced as you. So you are sailing along uh, the desert. Um, you, as you are traveling, you're going very quickly. Um, you're trying to, you know, build, build up speed as this is kind of like a race to the finish in a way. But you already know that there is a lot of competition ahead of you. Uh, in fact, you see just off in the distance, you see uh, what looks to be kind of a small skimmer ship and with two um, outlines of humans on it. What would you like to do? Um, I think I would just like to pass them. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you pass on by them, and as you are moving along, um, you see that they actually look to be like a sort of gruesome sort, and as they're watching you speed along, it looks like one of them goes to pull out a grappling hook, and looks like they're going to try to like hitch a ride on the back of your ship. Um, okay. Well, I... I mean, I will try and speed up so that they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so if you would like to do that, I would suggest that because um, you have to like maybe like maneuver the ship in a specific way. So I'm going to want you yeah. to roll for physical. So roll your d20 and add your physical statistic. 
a one. You got a one? Yeah, I got a one. <laughs> oh no. Um, well, so that's not going to be enough. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, ones are very low. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so you try to speed up, um, but you end up accidentally, like, turning in the wrong direction, and, like, your signals get crossed with one of the other crewmates on board, and um, they do manage to hook onto your ship, and now they're, like, riding on, like, the back of your ship, pulling okay. along as well. They seem like they're reeling in as well, so their little skimmer is getting close to your ship as you go. Okay. Is there a way I could just like detach and cut the line or yeah you um, could try uh if you wanted to yeah. do another physical attack to try to catch cut the line yeah so i roll again is that roll what again okay mm-hmm. 19 19 okay and so you would also add your physical stat which is three and also because you are a captain that's one of your skills uh you would add a one so overall uh, i would say you definitely succeed uh, oh good and cutting off the rope and you leave the skimmer far behind a close call for sure but you can only imagine what might be to come (laughs) (laughs) and uh as you continue along your way you do see what appears to be kind of a um almost like a path of like you know like a dust cloud billowing out behind something and you don't see the thing because this dust cloud is so massive and it's spreading out like you are approaching this group Mm -hmm. if you continue on you notice that it looks like this dust cloud the sand cloud is being created by this um almost a war like a war vehicle so because the ocean is made out of sand uh, vehicles can also drive so Mm -hmm. what you're seeing is kind of like this kind of monstrosity of a vehicle with Mm -hmm. like front like spikes on the front of it and like It looks like there's an open top and these massive wheels and it's all made out of metal. And you see three individuals, one who is driving and two who are hanging off the sides. Uh, But they don't see you yet. So you can decide what you would like to do. Um, I mean, can I change the scenario with using my paintbrush and creating a different environment around my ship? Uh, What kind of environment? Just almost like blocking this um, sandstorm. So you would like to uh, create a block from the sandstorm or hide your ship? Yeah, like almost like creating a little passageway that I can get through to go through this. Okay, Um, so you could so you could create kind of like a wind block so that the uh, you are not hindered by the sand kind of clouds that are billowing out from this vehicle. Um, But you will catch Mm -hmm. up to the vehicle at some points, and you can tell that they're probably headed in the same direction that you are. Okay. I mean, would I be be able to pass them if I create this, like, tunnel towards, you know, like, going past, like, I I could pass them and go beyond them? Hmm. I would say you would need to find a way to kind of disguise your ship so it looks like it's not really there, which we could say that you tried to do, but it would be a high difficulty. Okay. Um, it's almost like a camouflage, like camouflaging the ship. Yes, right, yeah. Right, right. Um, so yeah, what if I yeah used my paintbrush to to camouflage myself? 
Okay. Um, I would say if you were going to do that, I would suggest that you, um, let's say roll for mental to see how well you can create this image. Um, And I'd say that because you're using um, a paintbrush, you can also like add an extra two to your roll. So I got 18. You got an 18? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is some <laughs> some high rolls. Yeah. Which is which is very good for you. Um hold on, let me make sure I know exactly what difficulty level is. You said eighteen? Mm-hmm. Okay, you rolled an eighteen and then because your mental stat is five, that's I can I can do math. Hold on. <laughs> it's twenty-three <laughs> plus the extra that I gave you is twenty-five. So yeah, you um you manage to disguise your ship so it's you know we'll get fun with it we'll say that you um what you paint is essentially a mirror and that kind of reflects the visual of the sands around it so Hmm. it looks like you're just kind of refracting off of what's the visual around you and so as you're in this kind of hidden kind of reflective ship uh, you mm-hmm. manage to speed past, and as you pass by, you see that these individuals are just covered in metal, like screaming, shout, like raising, like waving around, like having a weirdly like they're having way too good of a time for riding out on the Sansies. Um, <laughs> so you manage to pass them by. You continue on for a little while, and you're noticing, you're noticing something interesting going on so you've passed by a number of different things as you continue your way through being disguised in this fashion you also pass by unnoticed by a number of sleds drawn by these like large rhinoceros like beasts um, but they don't see you as you keep going and you see a number of other ships in the distance that also appear you, it's honestly it's surprising how many are traveling at once, but you can see that there are a lot of people out there looking for this oasis. Mm-hmm. But as you get mm-hmm. further and further out, and you can feel that call coming like deeper and deeper, like within stronger within you, you can see more just free flowing creatures of the sands that are also traveling in the same direction. Interestingly enough, like you see a number of different individuals, including what are known as the Estricos, which are large stingrays uh, that tend to swarm in packs. Usually you don't see them all out here in droves, but you see quite a few, and they also seem to be attacking and fending off some of the different um, ships that are also traveling through here. As you are traveling through, in fact, unfortunately, one of them smells you like say to smell you and they're starting to um fly over in your direction as well which like to do they smell me and they're flying yeah. over me mm-hmm. so they're flying into your direction as if to attack um so they're going to attack um or do something yeah maybe i should ask my cards what their incentives are okay go for it so, um, I I unfortunately cannot be the tarot card deck myself. But please. <laughs> okay, let's. What are you gonna draw? Like one card, several. Um, I think maybe I should just do one card, perhaps. Okay. Um, 
so that that will yeah maybe give me like direction or um but you already said that they're coming after me in a like well they're flying team. towards you but you might be able to learn more about the situation from drawing a card okay um are, are you trying to choose a card or are you just trying to draw yeah i think if you just draw one see what you get Okay, so if I am on this journey and we have these two um, stingrays, essentially, yeah, it's streakos, streakos, and I got the ace of pentacles. Okay, so I think, like, I mean, for me, um, when I'm getting that, I guess, in this context, perhaps, um. Since it's upright and it's not upside down, it's it's, a, it's about um, a new opportunity, um, a manifestation, um, abundance. So it's a quite a positive card. Hmm. Um, since it's not upside down, um, and the card looks like this. Um, so it looks like I'm seeing it's a hands coming out cloud. of a cloud yep. in the middle of a sky, and in their and hand is the pentacle is a large coin yeah mm -hmm. and coin, so yeah. yeah and and since i'm using that as the stone as my stone mm -hmm. um which is associated with the um you know new opportunities and manifestation and right. um i think i am gonna trust that um it is not a something to be concerned about and I'm going to let them fly over me. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, as you do, um, I, would, I would add that perhaps... Um, yeah, so as you do, uh, you allow them to fly over you, and it does seem that they are... They aren't necessarily attacking directly, but it looks like they are trying to judge your intent. Um, mm a little bit. It looks like they are kind of trying to figure out what exactly that you are. Um, mm -hmm. You notice that they have been attacking other ships that have been outright um, just mm -hmm. speeding ahead and attacking other uh, Estricos as they go. Um, but you notice that these um, Estricos, they are they're, they're looking around. They don't seem very they, they seem to be um, wary in a way um but they're following your ship they're getting a little close and some of your some of your crewmates are a little concerned uh about how close they are to you um but they are at the moment just kind of sniffing around a little bit okay do you let them be um for now okay uh so you let them be for now i would say Make make a mental check for me. A mental check? Yes. On So I would say that in this case it's kind of well actually I would say it's more of it's a social check. So we'll say that um the the Estricos are kind of judging, kind of like assessing the fact that you are allowing them to be there in a way and trying to oh. figure out like what you're 
what your deal is and trying to be persuaded that everything is okay. Okay. So I would like you to roll your social stat to kind of see how it oh, goes a little roll bit. roll the dice, you mean? Yes, roll the dice, sorry. Got it, <laughs> got it, okay. Yeah, roll your d20, add your social stat. I got 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling really well. That's great. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's 18 plus your social stat, which is two, plus the fact that you are also the captain of your ship, which is another one. So that's 21. So you, again, uh, don't have to worry. They seem to be, um, they seem Phew. to be comfortable with you. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, and so, interestingly enough, maybe for the first time that you've ever experienced, you are uh, sailing along with these Estricos in the direction of um, the Oasis. And these Estricos mm-hmm. are taking down other ships left and right, but they seem to have given you a wide berth. They seem to be trusting you in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you soon see ahead uh, a little bit more drama in a way you see what appear to be what you hear to be like shrieks and um roars and different kind of screams as well um and as you kind of look ahead into the distance you see that it seems like there's some sort of uh battle happening even like as you come up you actually um you can almost smell the water in the air at this point i mean it's extremely dry you can almost sense it there but as you are looking ahead you see that all of these like different swarms of estricos are now dealing um they're now battling what you know as uh daughters of the sand uh these are um bodies pe- things that used to be human but have been basically taken over by crystals of the sand these viruses they are they have like uh pink and gold crystals just like dripping off of their hair their skin is um very kind of dead looking but also kind of hard and they have like no pupils in their eyes and they are screaming and attacking these Estricos as well and they seem to have formed some sort of like front around this oasis as well you are quickly speeding towards them okay um that sounds like an ugly sight (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) um is there a way I can get around them? Um, not easily. <laughs> like, you could certainly try, but I think that uh, you would find that you would meet some sort of conflict no matter which way you go. And what if I... Um, what if I went on a smaller ship that's on my ship and abandoned my big ship and go on a small, um, like, since I'm so close okay. to the oasis now, so and try to I go like, on, like, a speedboat, like, a small... So kind of, like, cause a distraction with your larger ship and go yeah. on a smaller boat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah. no one will know that I escaped this big ship, and they'll just think I'm still on the ship, mm-hmm. and I take the smaller ship out, and maybe, like, you know, two of my crew members with me. Okay. Um, 
Sure. Uh, we can say that there's like an emergency, um, like, you know, life raft, like an emergency, like second smaller ship inside uh, that is mostly used for docking and for um, emergency situations on the ship. And you go and you board in. Um, this is going to be, I would say, a two found. I'm going to make you roll twice for this one because what you're going to mm-hmm. need to do is roll, um, let's say, social for the distraction and then roll um, mental for uh, trying to sneak away, trying to be distracted. Yeah, so the first one's social. Yeah. And I get four. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Should I roll again now? Yeah, roll a second time for mental. Second time, I get a four as well. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, uh, so even with your additional stats, I don't think either of those pass, unfortunately. But so you board onto the ship... And, or so you board onto the smaller ship, you take two of your crew members and you fly off. But as you're flying around you and you're trying to like get away from the madness, you're noticing that it looks like there are, there are too, it's, it's too much chaos and it's too spread out. So as you are flying um, past, you are like sailing past like a lot of this, uh, you're sailing past um, Daughters of the Sand that seem to be, like they they catch your movement and they immediately turn to run after you, so they are uh, chasing after your ship now, screeching after you. You don't know if your um, regular ship is going to be okay, but you are okay. you are racing off. Okay, um, so um, am I on my little ship? You're on your little ship. On- yeah. Okay, so I'm now on my little ship, um, and they're still coming after me. They are. Okay, so um, I guess my options, I don't have that many options, do I? Um, Well, I think it depends on what you want to do. Um... Well, what is it that they want from me? Hmm. Um, well, maybe you can divine that in some way. Would you like to pull a card? Or, sure. Um... Sure, I'll pull a card. Yeah. Okay, so I'm shuffling, and mm-hmm. I'm cutting the deck, and I'm picking one card. And it is this card, which is um, the seven of pentacles um and if you remember i said i am the queen of pentacles right i think Um, it's very cool that uh you are the queen of pentacles and the cards you've drawn so far are all in the pentacles pentacles isn't that interesting i found that fascinating that's pretty amazing yeah Um, and and because it's upright Mm -hmm. um the card represents things coming to fruition hard work paying off harvest rewards profits results payouts manifestation of ideas or goals mm-hmm. um, um i can go on and on about it but that's <laughs> kind of the general meaning of it um okay um 
it says, you know, the main thing is that it indicates that I've been working very hard and it will soon start to pay off. So, um, so I could see that two ways as well. Um, mm -hmm. did you have another interpretation you wanted to say first? Should we both share? Um, no, that's, that's good. Okay. Um, I was thinking because of that, um, I am imagining that these Daughters of the Sand are, um, I would say that you take from this that these Daughters of the Sand, they're interested in um, protecting the Oasis. It looks like they're they're saving it as their own. And um, by erasing and eliminating any um, opponents, they are... Um, close to succeeding in their goal in um, having the oasis for themselves. Okay. Um, so what does that mean? So their intent is to take out any opposition. Okay. Including. Um, okay. So that Even though you are how... also close to your goal. So I think maybe in both directions, both of you are very close. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So I take, yeah, because I take that card as a, if I had asked them what they want from me, mm -hmm. um, I would think that that's positive that they're not after me for that because it's a positive card. Um, so I wouldn't think that they're coming after me, um, negatively. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, if you wanted to, well, sure. So let's go with that a little bit. So if you, uh, wanted to think that they weren't coming after you, um, aggressively, um, how would you try to interact with them in that case? Because they're still coming after you either way. Mm hmm. Um, um, I mean, I can, um, offer them a way to get there faster on my boat. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so you're going to invite the Daughters of the Sand on board your ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why don't you roll your D20 and add your, um, social stat? as like a persuasion kind of a thing. Six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it's six and then that is plus three, um, which is nine, but unfortunately doesn't work. So you persuade, you ask them to, you invite them onto your ship and they do seem to be they seem to be mostly very wary. Uh, like they are not fully convinced that you don't mean them harm. Okay. Um, so offering them my boat for them to take. They didn't is, take it. They're not taking it. Mm -mm. Okay. So, but it also um, seems like they're not attacking you. So, right. But they're so, like not really letting you get closer. 
Okay. So that means I um, have to somehow get back on my other boat, it sounds like, to leave the situation. Okay. So you uh, speed off um, and reunite with your other ship, which has been uh, dodging a lot of different battles between these different like sets of creatures right now. It seems to be like... Um, the crew members who you left on board are very grateful to see you, uh, because you, you left them there and they're, uh, they're like, well, thank God, what are we going to do now? Um, as you board back onto the ship and they're like flying, mm-hmm. dodging all of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. I mean, at least I, I, I'm still getting closer, right? To- so you're getting a little closer, but um, you're reaching a point where it's going to be mostly Daughters of the Sand, and they are... You need to find a way to get past them, essentially. Okay. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of what I could offer them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a way of letting me get through. Sure. Um, you want to draw a card to see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm shuffling again, cutting the deck, and I get up the Knight of Wands. Okay. That's interesting. So that looks like there's another player involved. Hmm. So... Hmm. If I were to think of how to, um, I mean, hmm. So it's implying that another player is involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's describing them. Um, um, Could it be... Consider the fact uh, why everyone wants this oasis in the first place. Mm-hmm. As if it's... Because um, it, it seems to be a connection to the goddesses who live in the sands below. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could be affecting the situation in some way? The... You mean... Um, I'm sorry, Who? Uh, the, the goddesses who live in the sands below. Uh, your character um, technically follows goddess Quail of storms, stars, and sands. Right. And um, well, these beings that are trying to block my way are, are trying to get to them um, for the same reason as I want to get to them, right? Right. Um... So maybe um, I, I'm, I can connect with the Daughter of the Sands mm-hmm. um, and connect with them and they can um, tell me how to go past all of them and, um, you know, like, you sure. know... Um, yeah. Okay, I will say roll a mental check because you're trying to know about these uh, about these daughters. Um, so roll your d20 and add your mental statistic. 
16. 16. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be plus 5, which is 21. So at the very least, you passed. Um, great. Great. So as you're looking out on this crowd it of uh, screeching, bizarre creatures, um, it looks like they are kind of... It looks like they're... It almost looks like every once in a while that they look up and they're like in prayer over something. Like it looks like that they're trying to beseech some sort of thing. Um, they're not necessarily looking at you per se. They get irritated when you um, approach, but um, it seems like that they are trying to find some sort of emotional connection with something um, mm-hmm. as you're looking out at them, like some sort of peace of mind. I'm sorry, they're looking for peace of mind yeah. through me. So or some um, sort of, like, peace, perhaps. Maybe, yeah. like, if you gave something that could calm them. Yes, yes. Um, well, um, I think my citrine stone is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's a rock... Um, and a crystal, I could actually break off a piece of it. And um, I think I could show them that I'm giving them this gemstone. Okay. Um, So you break off a piece of this gemstone and you hold it to the sky and the sun shines through it over this crowd of um, Mm -hmm. uh, individuals. And um, as you do, as it shines through, they do look at it and they... um, they are interested. They are interested in what you are mm. offering them. Mm. Um, we'll say for the sake of time, because we're running out of time for the hour, uh, mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. um, you toss the piece of citrine out to them, and um, they start to move towards it and around it, and you do see an opening into this oasis. Uh, mm-hmm. So... At long last, even though there are uh, hordes of beasts around you, you enter into this surprisingly serene location in the middle of these desert sands. And as you um, land and approach the crystal waters, you hear and feel, you really feel um, pride and satisfaction coming from the goddesses below. Hmm. And... um, I think that's going to be the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. I think, I I think we got to leave it there. Um, but what yeah. did you think? How was that for you? Oh, it was, it was super cool. I think especially the ending, like I, I, that's, it's funny that you said that because that's how I envisioned it in my head that I was like putting it to the sky. Yeah. And um, as you were saying that, like I felt like the heat from the sun and from everything was like going through the stone and just like pouring down and that heat like just like melted away like you know it was just so I don't know I it's like it's amazing playing these games I see it visually because that's how I am and I I'm seeing it totally visual Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of cool um um to, to just like as we're going through the journey like I'm picturing it so it's cool yeah yeah, no, it's it's really it, it was really cool. I find that I I love these games because you can really get so visual with like the language as you're describing it. So um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you got into it. Um, thank yeah. you so much for trying this with us. Uh, is thank there anything that 
Is there anything that our listeners should know about any projects that you're working on, anything that they should uh, look forward to seeing or participating in? Yeah, totally. So um, first of all, I'd like to say you could all follow me um, on Instagram, Michelle Sakai Art. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-A-K-H-A-I Art. Um, I'm also, I just worked on a brand new book that I just made. It's called Awakening. Mm. Um, It's a compilation of over 200 of my paintings and my personal quotes. Um, And I, you know, I, I... I hope to bring more light into this world with my work. And so um, fellow light workers and everyone, please, you know, um, follow me and stay connected. And um, I'd be happy to connect with all of you guys. So um, so I hope that the game was interesting. (laughs) My first time. So, you know, be a little light on me, please. But um, that was a lot of fun. So thanks again for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you again. I think you did a great job uh, for a first time. Again, uh, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again to our listeners for listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, we will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>